It was such a blessing to be here with you. And tonight, what an amazing, powerful word from God that we just heard. We started in the book of Job, if you remember, on Thursday night. And we started with Job's story. And we heard from April that Job's story is very complicated. And we realized that wisdom is also very complicated. And so every night we were following wisdom. We were chasing after wisdom. And as we were getting closer and closer to this evening, we were getting better and bigger picture of what wisdom really is. And tonight, we finally arrived on the path with the light. What a powerful message. And tonight, we are going to end back where we started. We started in the book of Job. We're going to end with Job because we never finished that story of Job. We started the story and we saw how complicated his story is. And you all know the story. Very sad story, the beginning. Very hard to read story. And if any of you experience anything like that in your life, wow, wow. When I came here, um, I came from Eastern Europe. My father was a pastor and we, uh, my parents had five kids, so they didn't have a lot of money. But I had this dream, or maybe God had this dream for me to come here, so somehow I was able to come here. And at the airport, my dad gave me $10, and he tells me, you'll be fine. <laughs> and so I came to Southwestern with $10. Uh, my dad didn't realize that the prices from 70s when he was here went, went up. So for one month, I lived off of $10 from uh, peanut butter and bread every single day. But God blessed me in amazing way. And somehow I was able to pay my tuition. I had to work hard, but in spite of the working hard, I never had enough money, but God always somehow provided. And then came the last semester, the last registration. I worked hard the entire summer here in Keene. Nobody was here. If you spend summer in Keene, you know how it is. And then finally, the end of the summer came when all the students come, life comes back to Keene and everything is just beautiful. The only trouble was that though I worked the entire summer, I made just enough money to kind of sort of pay off my bills. But I didn't have enough for the final semester. And as an international student, I don't know how it is now, but, but back then I had to provide um, a way that I have funds for the university for the semester. And I had to pay upfront certain amount as an interna international student. I was not qualified for any loans. I couldn't take any federal help. I was an international student. And so the registration started. And I went on my knees and I started praying, God, I need help. You helped me all this way. I spent three years of my life. It was amazing, amazing stories with you. But now, final semester, I have no money. You need to help me. And I spent pretty much the entire day on my knees. And God was absolutely quiet. Nothing. And it was very stressful. The next day came and I was getting kind of upset with God. 
and I was fighting with God. And I talked to God, God, this is wrong. I looked and I saw this place and this is the right thing for me. I need to be here. And actually it's all your fault because you brought me here and you helped me. Now you need to finish what you started. And you know what? After another entire day, there were even some tears, being on the knees, fighting with God, and God just totally ignored me, totally quiet. And so the final day of registration came and still nothing. And as I was praying and still kind of fighting with God, I said, maybe, maybe it's enough for me to talk and fight with God. And so I got up and I opened my Bible and I started reading and I read one verse, very beautiful verse from Deuteronomy where God is saying, I am with you, I will never leave you, I will not forsake you, do not be afraid, don't be scared. And as I finally, after two and a half days, listened, started listening to God and stopped talking, there was this amazing peace just came over me and I was like, God, yeah, you're right. Maybe I came here just for the three years. Now I have to go home, but I'm going to go with amazing stories. And maybe you have something for me back in Europe. Maybe you have some other plans. So, okay, I'll go. And so I got up and I was going to go um, back to school because I was living with, uh, I think many of you probably remember Dr. Mrs. Willis. They used to teach here. Uh, amazing, amazing people that helped me along the way and they kind of became like my parents. So I was going to go home, go, go back and tell them that I'm leaving. And I knew that as an international student, I, I was not registered. I couldn't officially be here. So I was walking, uh, lived on Hillcrest. So I was walking towards campus and Dr. Willis, he was the head of the department in the, old test, uh, in, uh, in the religion. So I was coming to Barron Building and there was another professor walking towards me. And as he was coming by with a big smile, he says, hey, Alexei, how are you? And when I came to US, I learned very, very quickly that when you guys say, how are you? You actually don't care, how am I? <laughs> so obviously when he said, how are you? I said, good, and I kept walking. But then as, as he was passing me by, he asked me one more question. And he said, Alexei, do you need money? And I don't know if you were ever like caught with a question that you were not expecting and then you say something and I was like, no, and I kept walking. <laughs> but you know what, he stopped me. And he says, I wanna tell you a story. And then he tells me this story how he was helping some, some student uh, with the tuition and the student didn't show up for some reason. And it was already registration. And so they didn't know what to do with the money. So he and his wife thought, okay, we'll have a little extra and maybe we'll remodel the kitchen or we'll go for a vacation. Um, but when he went to sleep, he couldn't sleep. And he felt that somebody needed money, but he didn't know who. And during the entire day of registration, he had this feeling somebody is the money, but all these students, and he doesn't know who. And the next night, he still couldn't sleep. And he still felt like somebody needs that money. And when he saw me, he had this feeling he needs to ask me. And so as he finished his story, I looked at the clock and it was about 10 minutes before registration. I ran home, took all my documents, and I was the last student to register that semester. And so when I graduated, 
The only thing I could say, God, it's your glory. I didn't make it. It was really thanks to God that I'm here and that I can say that I'm alumni who actually graduated from Southwestern. Open with me, book of Job, we'll be in book of Job. We are going to go to the very, very end of Job, chapter 40. Book of Job, chapter 40. And before I read, let me pray with you one more time. Our Heavenly Father, it was so much fun and joy to see that you're feed every night and to listen to you. And we want to do it one more time. We want to open your words and listen to you. So please speak. Amen. Job starts with a very difficult experience in his life. He's also fighting. And he has some other friends who are kind of fighting with him or borderline against him. And God is not there. He's kind of quiet. They're even fighting against God, with God, for God. But God is quiet. And finally, at the very, very end of the story, God comes into the story and starts speaking to Job. And Job has some serious questions, some life-changing questions that God doesn't seem to answer. But God kind of walks him through uh, just all the powerful things. He shows him the creation. And then Job speaks. In chapter 40, you look at verse 4, it says, Behold, I'm so small, I'm so insignificant, I'm no one. What shall I say? I lay my hand on my mouth. I, I have to be quiet. And so Job is quiet. This is the only thing that Job says. And God continues for another two chapters. And God keeps on speaking and keeps on speaking. And then Job says one more thing. In chapter 42, if you look at chapter 42, and I'll just read verse 5, second, second half of the verse 5 and 6. Now my eyes saw you. My eyes can see you now. And so now I humble myself. I repent in dust and ashes. What happened to Job? What happened to his wisdom? What happened to all that philosophy that he, that the theology that he and his friends were talking about? What happened to all of that? Once he experienced God, he humbles himself. When I experienced God that day right during registration, that was a life-changing experience. And now some of you might maybe never experienced, never went that low like Job. And maybe you will say, well, this is not really for me. Or maybe some of you experienced something like that, but now you are in that comfortable spot in your life. And now you're saying, okay, so how do... I chase after wisdom. I already went through that. I'm comfortable. After I graduated from here, I went to Andrews, uh, did my master's in theology, and then I moved to Chicago, and I did master's in guitar performance. And while I was there, uh, it was different kind of experience because that was the first time where I kind of felt comfortable. Uh, finally, I had... A kind of security. I had a beautiful place where I was staying in a very rich neighborhood of Chicago. Uh, I had scholarships for my school. And yeah, it was a very, very different life. And one night I came home. I was already in bed. And I was talking to God just about how the day was. 
And so as I was lying down in bed, about to go to sleep, suddenly I got this craving for bread and tomato. And I don't know even if that means to anything to any of you, uh, but it's just there is something about like a fresh, good, crispy bread and tomato. And when I came to U.S., I mentioned bread and peanut butter, but I realized and learned very quickly that you guys have lots of amazing things, but bread is not one of your <laughs> fortes. I'm sorry to say that, but it really it's not. So I had to learn very soon after I came here how to bake bread. So I had some bread. I baked some bread. I had some bread. I had some butter, but I did not have tomatoes. I was not hungry. I was not hungry. I ate. I had everything. I had bread. If I was hungry, I could have just eaten some bread, but I had no tomatoes. So I'm lying in bed and talking to God, and I said, God, you know, right now it would be so good to have some bread and tomatoes. And as I said that, immediately as I said that, the doorbell rang. And so by the time I got up, I put on my clothes and came down. I opened the door, and there was no one. The street was totally empty. The porch was empty. There was no one. And I looked down. And there was a huge bag full of tomatoes. You know, sometimes we experience those things like Job. We really, really desperately need that money. Because if not, we have to go back home. We're going to not finish the university. Sometimes someone dies in your family. Or you get sick. Some horrible things happen. And we need to experience God. But sometimes we are comfortable. Sometimes we don't need anything. But even then we need to experience God. And you know what that experience does to you? That experience brings you to your knees like Job. And Job says, you know what? Right now I just need to be quiet. I just need to literally shut up. And I just need to listen to you. Because I experienced you. Sometimes we think wisdom is just us thinking, us searching, us doing all these things. But really, wisdom is experiencing God. And this is that amazing God that helps us when we really, really need Him. But this is also that amazing God that sometimes He gives us tomatoes. Not because we are hungry, not because we are going to starve to death, but just because He wants to make us happy. And this is that amazing God we serve. Our Heavenly Father, we chased after wisdom and we found wisdom in you. And sometimes we live the life of Job and it's very difficult to see you. And sometimes we keep on talking like Job and his friends, but we realize we, sometimes we just need to be quiet and listen to you. And you are that powerful, amazing God who loves us so much that in those moments, you are always there, ready to speak, ready to reach out and help us. But you are that amazing God that goes beyond. Then even if we don't need anything, when we have everything, you still come and you still give us the tomatoes just to make us happy. Please help us to experience you on our way every single day. Amen.